When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. live welcome back ladies and ah we are live welcome back ladies and gentlemen that's a bad thing tc about this is uh sometimes you accidentally mute yourself when you think you're putting yourself on you know uh talking mode or unpause or whatever uh, but it's nevertheless I, what's going on brother what's going on not much man how you been doing good good huge week you know, in LSU country. Um, so it's just been a whirlwind of emotions mm-hmm. over the last week or so since we talked last. So tell me this, what's going on with LSU? Why is it such a big deal right now? Uh, sky is falling. Um, a five-star committed to Texas. Arch Manning going to Texas. Everybody's, oh that. my God. You know, they just, yep. the typical fan base. And then... You have Brian Kelly, who's never coached a game at LSU in his life, and mm-hmm. they're already panicking about the football team. So it's just – you know what it is, TC, and you played in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's typical Louisiana bullshit. <laughs> it's typical, you know, just typical. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's just moaning and groaning and grown men crying, but – Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, yeah, I mean, let me ask you this. So let's start off the show like this. Everybody do yep. us a favor. You know what? Hold on. Pause. Speaking of pause, we do need to do this because we missed it last time. Uh, let's take a quick break. Introduce everybody to the show and our great sponsor over at Bet Online. I got a big question for you. I want to know how much did TC look at Twitter dinner playing days? That's what I want to know. <laughs> how much did you read the newspaper? You know, uh, Terrence Copper missed a pass. 
You know, did, how much did the outside noise get to you? But we've got to pay these bills. Guys, we'll be back in 45 seconds. I want to hear this question. Our partners over at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games it's easy to get started so head on over to their website use betonline.ag use that promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that's betonline.ag betonline.ag all right we're back i'm not muted this time uh tc yep I know that, like, uh, when you were in New Orleans, what was it? MySpace was the big thing. You know, did <laughs> I, you? I don't know. You, you don't never know. got on MySpace. No, I never got on MySpace. Uh, would Twitter was new, but were you okay. on Twitter when you were in the league? So, uh, just to, just to kind of kind of cut you off. So, I was I wasn't on any social media when I was in the league. Okay. Okay. I wasn't on any social media platform. I really didn't know too much about it. I wasn't like a social media savvy person. It was for me, it was just straight ball. You know, I had no idea. I didn't get on social media until after I retired. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got you. So I you never heard like that. The reason I ask, okay. And I, I went to go look and you know how on Twitter it says created or joined in and has the year or whatever. I went and looked at yours, and I was like, damn, it was the year after the league or two years after the league, you yeah. know. Uh, right. But that's why I was just trying to – because I thought that, you know, it was like coming in on the la on your last year, and that's why I was mm -hmm. like, okay, so TC was joining like in the last year. Uh, but did the fans ever get to you? Like how back – if you didn't have social media, so you never really heard any of the fans talking or, pre or preaching or anything like that. Blake, I never heard the noise. I never heard it. Look, I never heard the noise until after I retired and I start Googling my name and going to different websites. And some website, I hear the fans killing me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm glad I never watched this. Dude. So, look, okay. Was... What's that like? Because look, I never. So look, I, I get it because we have people that come in these comments every night. And guys, do me a favor. If there's comments flying in, just go ahead and put them up. Um, whatever you see fit, but, uh, like we get the bad comments in here, you know, Blake, you're an idiot or, but yours are never bad. But like, so what did you think though? When you heard it, like people just ripping you alive and uh, first time yeah. hearing it, like, what was that? What so, did you feel like? So the first time I heard it, it was, I, I Googled my name and I went to a website and I was actually in new Orleans. This is after I retired. I Googled something when I was in new Orleans. And they was talking about the Pittsburgh game. It was a Pittsburgh game we played, I want to say, in 06. Uh, I had, like, one or two touchdowns. I had, like, 96 yards receiving. But I also fumbled the game-winning – on the game-winning drive, I fumbled. Oh, no. And we ended up losing that game. You know, and – but I had no idea what was said about me. Because all I, all I ever listened to was in that locker room, what the coaches talking about, my teammates talking about. I never really cared about – what the fans said or what the media was talking about. 
I was mm-hmm. always just listening to the locker room. And that's all that's all I felt like I had needed to listen to. Uh, but like I, said, I was never on social media, so I never really heard the noise until after I retired. And I just looked back on it. I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't, you know, look at the media or listen to these websites because, right. man, these fans that kill you, especially if you ain't doing well, they'll kill you. Well, it's so interesting too, TC, right? Like, you know, I, I feel like you had a strong upbringing. You know, I, I'm not trying to bring your personal stuff into this, but, you know, for you to be so centered during that time, like, I, dude, I check my comments sometimes and I'm just like, you know, I, I do the Joe Rogan thing, like, bro, don't read the comments bad about you, but, you know, it gets to me uh, mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, you know, how, do you monitor young kids and, and, and players in the league if you ever talk to any of them? And I'm sure that you do. Um, what do you tell them? Like, hey, man, get off social media. Don't don't worry about that stuff. So so I do the pregame and postgame show for East Carolina University football team. Okay. And so and when I'm up there and me and my co-host, uh, Patrick Johnson, when we're up there and we're talking about the game or talking about the kids uh, what happened, what this guy did wrong, that guy did wrong. Sometimes I go in on the players. Sometimes I go in on it. And because a lot of times fans just think it's the coach's fault. It's the coach's fault. Right. It's not always the coaches, you know, and nobody really wants to blame the players because, oh, they're just in college. Well, guess what? They're not, they're not little kids. You know, they're playing in a, in a sport now, basically, and they're getting paid to play now, you know, so – Sometimes I go in on them, but it's and but after I go in, I let them know. I said, "Listen, do not listen to this, you know." And I and I tell the, I go directly at and talk to the the actual players. Don't listen to what we're talking right. about. <laughs> this is our job. We got to talk about this, but you don't need to listen to it, you know, because all it's going to do is it's going to bring you down if you're not a strong mental person. That's like you know what I'm gonna prove them wrong. If you're not that type of person it can bring you down. But if you are that type of person, then you use it as motivation. But everybody can't handle when they're getting criticized. Right. You know, so, but I always tell them, man, do not listen to what we're talking about. Don't listen to the media. You just listen to what's in that locker room. Whatever the coach telling you, whatever your teammates are saying, that's all you need to listen to. That's all you need to worry about. Uh, Aunt Marshall says, Coop, did you ever, like, read the newspaper, like, beat writers, though? Like, see – you know, I got people that always DM me the comments of the show where people are saying about me behind the scenes. Like, any teammates ever come up to you and be like, bro, cop, they talking about you in the newspaper, dog. <laughs> never. Dang. Never, like, like, I just can't never. see Keyshawn Johnson coming up to you and be like, hey, dog, they trashing you. Like, I see that, though, T. You know you know what? I just, they may have done it, but they, but guys never brought it to me. They never brought it to me. And and maybe look maybe I just wasn't that big of a name to be talking about. <laughs> hey, you do you do something right at the end of the game, or you do something wrong, you're gonna be talked about. Just one, right, whatever parameter, right, right. You know, so but I I've never had a bad experience on social media when I was playing, and it's just because I was never up there. And and truthfully, like I said, with me trying to get my followers up, I should have been on it when I was playing. <laughs> such a big deal now man it you is know? It's like there's a kid the baseball kid from like ecu he's got like twenty seven thousand followers on twitter That's you crazy. know and it's just like he did he started you know swinging in front of a t when he was mm-hmm. like nine 
you know, and so and even players, you know, that's doing it. I do want to get to some Saints though, and we we got to talk about this. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I, it's kind of a little bit of a thing, and I I I know I don't I maybe it's a sensitive topic, but maybe it's not, and I don't want to go far down the Deshaun Watson train. Uh, but look, with all this Deshaun Watson stuff, and the Saints were actively pursuing him, right? Like, we know this, and we know they cleaned the cap space out. Um, but with everything going on, does he? do you feel like we dodged a bullet, in a sense? Like, he's, TC, he's about to get suspended for a whole year. I think, I think we dodged a bullet, but I also think Cleveland – knew that bullet was coming. That's why he's not getting paid a lot of money his first year. I mean, I think he's getting paid, what, maybe a million dollars that first year his contract? Right. Uh, yeah, it's something you know? ridiculous. I mean, it's it's still a lot of money that first year, but it's not – he don't get that guaranteed money right. until after the first year. So I think Cleveland knew that bullet was coming. Do you – to really interrupt you, do you think that they put it in that second year because of this? Oh, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I mean, because even though criminal criminal wise he didn't get charged, but you just knew something could be coming down the pipeline when it comes to um, player conduct with the NFL suspending them. So you always had to take in consideration, especially when you're throwing that type of money out. You got to protect yourself. Uh, I do feel like we dodged a bullet. I think uh, Jameis Winston is our guy, and of course, you know Watson is a great quarterback. He's going to be a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing that he has to do when he gets there to kind of get over all this stuff that he's going through, uh, and and you hate to say it, but in the NFL, just win. Just win, baby, just win. win. Just win. And winning will take care of everything. Uh, it'll get the fans back on board with him because, of course, a lot of fans feel a certain way about him. Uh, they felt a certain way about him even coming to Cleveland. That they didn't want him to even come to Cleveland. So, and I get it, I get it. I understand. I'm not judging nobody or saying that you shouldn't feel a certain way. Right, right. But but I do understand in this game of football in the NFL, just win, just win, and all that stuff will get put behind him. Um, whatever he needs to do when it comes to, you know, paying out to the people that he may hurt, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Take care of that. But when it comes to on-the-field stuff and getting the fan base back on board, just win. Right. Just win games. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's a topic that I wanted when we got in here to, like, really talk about. Um, mm-hmm. Because, look, I, I feel, TC, that, look, we're, we're, we've been breaking down the depth chart for the last nine weeks. I, you know, mm-hmm. we could talk, sit here and talk about um, – free agents coming and going that aren't going to even make the team. But I think the biggest thing for me right now is organizational. Now we're going to get on the field. Um, this is a part of me that, that wonders, uh, you know, we had a Sean Payton exit about a little bit about this front office. Okay. And what the future of this team is TC, you know, I do wonder, I do worry about Alvin Kamara being out the first six games. And if you start start taking a downward spiral, is there a lot of cause for concern with all of this? You know what? I don't know how we're going to replace Alvin because I think 
I really think he's going to get suspended. Um, I, I think that's going to happen. I just don't know how you replace a guy like that. Right. I, mean, I know it's going to, it's going to have to be by committee. It's going to have to be by committee. But that is a big hit when you take somebody like that that is a shucks a big percentage of your offense and you take him out of the game and you missing him for six weeks. This guy is a, is an amazing rusher, but also what he can do coming out of the backfield. Also what he can do is line up in the slot, you know, so it's so many things that he can do that he brings to this team that you just don't know how we're going to replace him. but I'm quite sure it's going to be by committee. We might have to get, you know, very innovative when it comes to certain things, but, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough hit to to lose him for those first six weeks. Yeah, because you went after Deshaun Watson, okay, and then you have this. I just worry sometimes about like, and then you because TC, this isn't this isn't like this Alvin Kamara thing just happened, right? Like mm-hmm. you've had a lot of time to go out and get pieces to try to replace them, and Mark Ingram's becoming an older back. Okay, right. maybe you feel like that you have the two guys behind him that could do something. You don't know that, and maybe I just have to see it. You know, you got players in the NFL that shine all the time. It just mm-hmm. – I, I do wonder about them sometimes. Staying on the field, though, we did see, okay, this receiver core, some of them go up against the DBs. All right, okay. now it's live action. Mm-hmm. TC, it would appear that the defense of CG3 – um, Tyron and some of the guys were in and out, but Tyron, PJ Williams, and others. This defense is having a lot of success. But with mm-hmm. Jameis coming back from the ACL injury and all that good stuff, do you think this is just too, you know, because these DBs haven't played, there's not a lot of communication with them right now, and they're doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it tell you, though, when you see that they're doing really well against Jarvis, Olave, and others? Uh, I mean, that's a great thing. You want that type of competition. But the defense, I'm an offensive guy, so just understand that the defense is always going to be a step ahead of the offense. The offense <laughs> I love gonna how take you say I'm an offensive guy before. <laughs> the offense is always going to take a little longer to start clicking. Defensively, they usually start clicking a little quicker than the offense does. But nonetheless, you love that type of competition. You You love your DBs. Uh, going at the receivers because at the end of the day you got to be able to stop somebody you right. got to be able to stop somebody so I'm all for it I'm glad the defense is doing well I'm glad the defensive backs are covering well because you need it you need it well and it's just funny though too you know because you're sitting there seeing it like hey bro that's Tyron Matthew against Jarvis Landry or you know Chris Olave hey man you know is that PJ or who who is that he's on because it doesn't really matter I mean, he's making some plays. Um, mm-hmm. So there kind of comes to a part where, man, if they if this team offensively could stay healthy, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, but then I, then you look at the defense, it's like, man, it, at skill positions, they're going to be – TC, they could be deadly and some of the best that we've seen with the Saints in a long time. Mm-hmm. This is – this year right here is probably one of the most talked about years of the Saints – when it comes to them making a run in the playoffs, a deep right, run in the playoffs, right. you know. But like you said before, we got to stay healthy. We have to stay healthy. I mean, that's the biggest part of it. Last year, we saw what injuries did to us last year. Uh, we still did We still did a good – I think we 
we're surpassed some of the expectations given the injuries that we had, but you got to stay injury free. Or if there are injuries, we can't be out too long uh, because we got to get those guys back. Uh, to me, I feel like that is going to be the biggest issue for us. If we don't make a deep run, it's going to be because of injuries. So if we, like I said, if we can stay healthy, I think we'll be fine. And you're right because in your God, you were so right on that on the earlier point in reference to the deep run, like, because, look, we always had our skepticisms because Drew got hurt those last three years, right, or two mm -hmm. and a half years, the hand, the thumb, and, mm -hmm. and then the ribs, right? And so um, it does feel that way. It does feel like that they're gearing up for a big run. And, look, the NFC, I mean, you got the Rams, who I think are going to be the probably – because, look, the Rams have Donald. They have – you know, uh, they brought in Bobby Wagner – they got Jalen Ramsey on the outside, but man, the the rest. I mean, you could talk about the Bucks, but there's not a lot of deep teams right now in the mm -hmm. NFC for them to make a deep run. What in your time and playing quarterback and Lance last the last our last episode, Lance Moore who joined us talked about him playing with great quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Man, when you start winning and that monkey starts coming off of Jameis's back. Cause it was do TC. It was happening last year in the beginning, mm -hmm. and yep. then he got hurt. But God, did you feel it? Like so, I know I'm long winded on this one, but sitting next to a fan, okay, he you know week one we have season tickets right there on the fifty at the club level, and mm -hmm. he was like, man, James is just ass. He's so <laughs> awful. Okay, and then by week four or five, whenever the game that they played the Bucks. When he got when he went down, and he was I mean, and this isn't a former LSU kid that he's yelling about, a Saints fan, mm -hmm. like cursing Devin White out, you no good son of a bit, and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, yeah. Jameis was doing it. When you got all this, how much more confidence can the team start building? And that's a long winded question, but had to put into context. Man, I, I don't know if I've really realistically thought that had this much confidence. My guy dang self. Yeah. You know, with especially at the quarterback position, even if it wasn't Winston, just at the quarterback position, when your quarterback has confidence, when he believes in himself, when he has this swag about him, and it's not just swag and he out there looking like some trash, but it's some swag about him. He's actually controlling this offense. He's running the team. Uh, he's putting the team on his back. He's leading the team. Once he has that type of confidence, it just kind of builds around everybody else. Right. <laughs> everybody else believes in him. Everybody else starts believing in him. The court, the receivers start to believe in him. The old line, they're talking in the huddle. Let's just give them some time. We can be fine. Let's just give them time. You know, so when your old line start talking like that and the receivers are confident, your defense, they become confident because they know, okay, listen, let's just get them the ball back. We're going to get a touchdown. We're going to, he's going to lead us down and scores. It, it, so it just builds on everybody, the entire team, even the coaching staff, the play calling. When the quarterback is confident and he's making certain throws, the play calling change. You know, mm -hmm. he feel confident. He's feel like he can understand that Winston has a grasp of what he's trying to do and open things up. So confident-wise is huge, especially at the quarterback position. Right. Because it just feeds everybody else. I'm going to let you take this one uh, from one of our listeners it's hashtag ask us, but <laughs> Robert LeBlanc, God, isn't that just a Louisiana? LeBlanc <laughs> says, outside of the division, do you think that the Cowboys are the Saints' biggest rival? TC, what do you think? 
I will say yes. Mm. I think it is. I know when, when I was in New Orleans and we had to play Dallas, that was a huge game. We had to go to Dallas and play. Mm-hmm. But you felt that type of – you felt the energy. Uh, you felt kind of that rivalry. I mean, it wasn't like a Atlanta and New Orleans. Right. You know, no, but, nothing ain't gonna be nothing going to beat that. No, but you still feel it. Uh, and plus it could have been because, you know, Coach Payton, he was the offensive coordinator for – for the Cowboys for a couple of years, for a few years, you know, uh, so it that could have been part of the the rivalry feel when I was there. Mm-hmm. But just looking at it, I really do feel like the Cowboys is is the next rival besides your division opponents. Well, and it's funny because you you know you that last part I, I completely forgot you know because the storyline changes after such a long time with Sean Payton, you know, like, mm-hmm. cause you've been there so long, but it, mm-hmm. it's Sean going to, to, to Dallas. Like that was the, you know, in those stories, like we've seen Lincoln Riley going to USC, Nick Saban coming back, going to Alabama, uh, uh, urban Meyer coming back and coaching mm-hmm. Ohio state, leaving Florida, whatever it may be. And it was that Sean Payton thing. And you know, what's funny. It still can be, I mean, what's Jerry going to do? Jerry's getting old. I mean, right. Jerry might be like, hey, fatty to the current head coach, McCarthy, you're fired. <laughs> beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. And he calls Sean. Sean, what up, Big Daddy? Hey, I'm in Cabo with the wife. Hey, why well, just send four helicopters down to come pick you up with all your luggage? Oh, $40 million <laughs> is sitting in the, the next chopper over. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, that right. rivalry <laughs> brings all this in here. So, you know, it's funny. Because you said you weren't on social media. I was, you know, do you talk? Because I wasn't either. You know, Twitter, I wasn't on Twitter, Instagram. You know, but the players, does it build a rivalry because the fans talk so much shit to each other on social media, you think? You just want for the players? Well, just like, does it build it for the players? Because, I, you know, there's always like the suggested things on Twitter, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, well, you know. I, I could see Mike Thomas being like, oh, Mike Thomas is ass, you know, like, mm-hmm. and Mike Thomas is a quitter. It's all down mm-hmm. his comments, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I just wonder if how big that builds that rivalry. I, I don't think it builds it. Okay. I don't, okay. I don't think, I don't think it builds it because like I said, players really don't look at the media. They don't really listen to the media. You know, they, some players may, if it's on their Twitter feed or something like that, but we're going to go out there and play just because of the Cowboys. Right. You know, it's the star the Cow- of that helmet. Exactly. The right. Cowboys have, a, they have their own reputation without fans having to, to boost it. You know, so just the fact they're the Cowboys, you know, they're going to get everybody the best shot regardless. You know, so like I, said, I just feel like that rivalry is just there. because, And honestly, I feel like everybody that played the Cowboys is, is the Cowboys rivalry because That's- they're the Cowboys. Well, I was thinking that too, right? Like, how many of the cow? That's why I was thinking I wasn't going to say it though. But how many of the Cowboys have like that? You know, I wonder Everybody. if the Rams or Denver. You know, mm-hmm. no, t- uh, Jerry Jones and a toothbrush. You know, like, right? I'm getting on Jerry Jones's ass too much. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get off of Jerry Jones. Um, transitioning back though. Um, Man, we're not that far away, and I know the title says we're almost we're getting ever so close. 
Um, TC, from your perspective, like when you're looking at a team, how much do you watch the preseason? Like how how big is that for you? Like how much do you follow? How you know? Because look, I I do a lot because I want to get the reason I ask this is because when you're looking at preseason. Like some people don't even look at it because you know about forty eight guys are going to make the team, right? Mm -hmm. For me, I just sit back and say, like, how much is it? Do we talk about it now? Mm -hmm. I think, I think you talk about it now. But me personally, I'm not a big preseason watcher. That's what. That's why I get right. Yeah, and and the reason why I say that because you can't really. Now, if you just want to watch football because there's nothing left on nothing on TV, then I will watch it just to be watching it. But for one, nobody game plans preseason games. The coaches don't game plan the other team. Uh, you got a lot of players like that's not going to be there. The starters really not playing, you know. So, and then I give you a prime example. The year that, and this is something people probably don't realize, the year that the the Detroit Lions went 0-16. Remember that year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, Culpepper went, was the quarterback, wasn't he? I don't remember, but they went 4-0 during the preseason. <laughs> so that that lets you know, okay, why I don't watch preseason stuff. Because it don't it don't correlate. It don't, it don't tell you if you're going to be a good team. It don't really tell you anything. It's just really building the team so the coaches can see what we have. Uh, you can kind of display the, te- the, the players' talents to see, okay, can they handle this pressure? How are they playing? But the preseason, and you need the preseason now. Don't get me wrong, you need it. But to me, a preseason does not determine if this team is going to be good or not because your starters aren't playing all four quarters. You know, so I don't, I don't really, I don't really hold a lot to preseason games. I, the point I was trying to get across, and it was to lead up to this question. I, I, I just don't I, – I can't buy – I don't know what to take of this team right now. You know, mm-hmm. because the reason I ask so much about preseason, especially the players, is because mm-hmm. it's like, man, how much are you really taking of all that? You know the 45 to 48 guys that are going to make it. It's the last six to seven new guys that officially make it, okay, that mm-hmm. you're just like, all right, well, that that cat can play. He needs to be on the team anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And not being able to make out the team and who they are – I don't know if you're like me. I just don't know how far to protect this team. Now, I know that you said this is a playoff team and they're going to get far. Is there one big thing that you're leaning your hat on no matter what? Like, it's going to be the catalyst in getting us to the playoffs. Because when I look at it, TC, I don't know where to look. I know mm-hmm. you could say DB, but, man, in this league and in this day and age in football, secondaries are going to get burned, man. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's just going to happen. When you look at the team, where do you make out of, hey, we're just going to hang our hat here? So, especially for this team, being and it's, it sounds so cliche, but it's the truth. We got to be able to stop the run, and we got to be able to run it. Because if you can't stop the run, that means defensively everything is open for the offense. You know, they can kind of pick and choose what they want to do, and it's going to keep the defense off balance because you can't stop the run because they can hit you with play action if they just want to drop back and throw it because they know they can run the ball on you. Mm -hmm. But if you can stop the run and make them one-dimensional and get away from the run, now is different ways that you can kind of start to play with that quarterback head 
you might can bring some zone blitzes you know it's some different things that you can do when they're when they're always in a passing situation because they can't run it mm-hmm. and on the other side of the ball we have to be able to run the ball for the exact same reason so winston don't have to drop back 40 times a game throwing the ball because at the end of the day he did well last year even though he only played a, uh, he played half of the season but you still don't want to get him in situations where he's just throwing the ball all over the place because he's still INT prone <laughs> until until he plays an entire season and I can see where you know what he has made a ton and don't worry, he already made a ton of improvement already but I want to see him play an entire season with those numbers that he had last year before he got hurt and see how those numbers end. So for us, we got to be able to run the ball and we got to be able to stop the ball for the exact same reasons. Ant Marshall fires this in here. I think we'll, we'll, we'll fire this in here, TC, and we'll start wrapping it up. But Ant Marshall says, hashtag ask the guys, TC, what's the hardest place to play? Or what was the hardest place to play? So I got a few places. All right. Okay. So the hardest place to play is, for me, I feel like is Philadelphia. Really? I can't stand playing Philadelphia. The, the Rock, the Fighting Rocky Balboas. The, the field is terrible. Oh yeah, it is bad. The, the field, they may have the worst field in the league. So, so to me, I feel like that's one place. That's a tough place to play if you're just looking at. What what makes what like the on field or is it like locker rooms too like or is it just the on field? Just the on field. Just on field. You gotta wear. uh, You can't wear your molded. You gotta wear your screw ins. For one, that slow you down. Uh, So to me, I feel like the Eagles was one of the hardest places to play. I love playing in Oakland. When the Raiders was in Oakland, I love playing there. You love playing on the baseball, like falling on the dirt. I like getting into it with the fans. I like how the fans okay, are. Okay. Their fans so passionate that they talk so much junk to you and they done, <laughs> they done looked up everything. They know who your who your girlfriend is, who your kids are, and they're gonna talk about them. You know, I, hey, I heard Brittany broke up with you in the eighth grade. She's married to Ronnie from down the street where you grew up. Like that's what you're hearing from the Raiders. Right. But even worse <laughs> than that, like look, I got a picture of one of my friends. He caught an interception when I was in Kansas City. And once he caught a pick six, he scored and put his foot on the ball and just kind of held his arms up, uh, showing his guns. And all you see is Raider fans giving him the middle finger. That's oh, it. bro. It was like, it was probably like 300 of them with their middle <laughs> finger up. <laughs> Dude. But yeah. Oh, God. So those are the toughest places to play for, that I feel like are the toughest places to play. But I like playing in Oakland. You know what the biggest thing for me is, is when I hear, like, and looking in, to this team is like when you say stuff like that, right? Like when you say something like that, and if you got to go to Oak, well, Vegas with the same Raider fans in a dome now, right? Then I that's when I start questioning, like, damn, bro, but we got to go up to Philly. TC said that place su- like sucks to play. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. really tough. And let me. Did you ever come back? And I know that I should have looked this up. Did you come back to New Orleans though with the other teams? Like, did when you were on the way team and you came back in the dome? Mm-hmm. How how yep. was that? How was that like as an atmosphere? Like, was it really tough to play in as an away it opponent? Was, you know what? When I came back to New Orleans, it was. I don't know if it was a preseason game. I came back and played. 
No, it was regular season. It was regular season. This was when I was in Kansas City. But the atmosphere was still the atmosphere. Uh, the dome still was rocking. I want to say, I want to say the Saints ended up beating us, I want to say, maybe. But the dome was still was rocking. And the, probably the top three, the top three teams that has the loudest is probably going to be Kansas City, uh, the Seahawks, oh, and New Orleans. Those three. That 12th man out in Seattle, Seattle is loud. It is. It is. But those three, those three organizations have the, the loudest fans to me. Did it, did the Saints fans say any say anything bad to you like when you were back in Kansas City? Nah, they really didn't. They didn't. I got a lot of love when I came back. See, like, that's even, good, man. Even when I come back uh, just to visit, you know, I go to the airport if I'm getting a, a rental car or something. A lot of people still remember the Hail Mary catch. Oh, right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. So. Well, it's like uh, Lance last week, he kind of mentioned it a little too. And he was like, man, when I came back, they were like, boo, you stupid. <laughs> you know, like that. He's like, and when I finally came back and the fans were like this, and I, I was like, uh-huh. He, he's yeah. holding back on us now. Uh, mm -hmm. That's interesting. Uh, I lied to you. One more. All right. Um, What about Atlanta, though? Like as a player, you know, I, you know, we don't talk, we talk about rivals tonight. When you were going to Atlanta, you were like, oh, bro, this is an easy place to play. You know, I love playing in Atlanta for one. I like playing in Atlanta early during the season because they're in the dome and early during the season, it's hot outside. So I like playing in Atlanta for that reason. But you also get all the stars come out to the games uh, okay. when you play Atlanta. You know, you got all your rappers there out there. You got your mm -hmm. R&B singers. You just have some of everybody. It's almost like a club when you go play Atlanta. You know, so the atmosphere is always cool. I uh, went to Atlanta, and I'm not going to – my brothers and sisters live in Atlanta. We're right outside. Mm -hmm. And uh, my brother said, we got to go try these chicken wings. And uh, – <laughs> So I was like, all right, just turned 21. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go up to see my brother. And uh, he goes, I'm going to bring you to the best place. And I, we get there. And uh, I'm looking up. Okay. <laughs> I already know what you're about to say. <laughs> and I was like, strip him, strip him. You know, at the time, they like they had the signs out there. Remember, it said stripping chicken. And I was like, <laughs> What's so stripping about this chicken? Is it like they don't fry it? They just grill that thing, you know? And so we walked up in there. <laughs> and I saw the most clothed woman in the world. You know, my, my wife listens to this, you know? Uh -huh. uh, I, she wasn't clothed. Right. But with all of that, TC, <laughs> the girls weren't what I was leaving there talking about. Right. It was them damn chicken wings. Lou, who uh, who was it that got called <laughs> out of the bubble? Was it Lou Williams uh, 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 got caught in there? So let me ask you. I forgot who was in there. Pooh Bear. Who was in the uh, – Pooh Bear's going to bring it up uh, uh, for us. Um, I don't know. Pooh Bear, where you at? Where you at, Pooh? He's coming. He's coming. Lou Williams. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Next time, Pooh, I get anxious. I'm just going to uh, bring Pooh, Pooh Bear up here. 
Uh, lemon pepper Lou. Okay, so I'm a big lemon pepper uh, okay. uh, guy. Uh, but TC, you ever uh, teammates ever talk about going to those places? Like, hey, TC, we going here? And you'd be like, no, I'm sitting here. I'm reading my Bible, man. All the time. Look, when, look, especially <laughs> when I was playing, the, the, the first thing you say, listen, if you don't go to Atlanta and go to Magic City, you missing a part of your life. But they also talked about the chicken. You know, they also talked about the chicken. They also talked about everything else that goes on there. You know, so, <laughs> I mean, it's... <laughs> It's a good time, man. It's a good time. But yeah, that's definitely something that uh that the guys definitely talked about. Uh Pooh Bear says, and ballet, uh ballet wings are the best. Can't blame Lou for that one. Ballet mm-hmm. wings, I get what he's saying there. Pooh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, yeah. Okay. Was there uh what's the best place? Like, were you ex- super excited to go to Miami? You know, like when you play in Miami, or what's a favorite favorite city? Like when you saw the schedule week one or week whatever or preseason. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, we going Definitely. to Miami. Definitely Atlanta and Miami, and you always even Cali, any place out in Cali. You know, so oh, any man. place I, out in Cali. L.A. wasn't even a thing. You know, like yeah, right. You know, so any place in Cali, uh, Miami. And Atlanta. What were the dullest places? What were the like, oh, dog, we're going to Detroit. <laughs> we're going to Cleveland. Shucks, you hitting them right on the head. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Detroit, Detroit, Cleveland. What's another place that was just blah? What about Green Bay? Is Green Bay blah? Green Bay is blah. But I'm going to tell you something. The stadium is in the middle of of a subdivision right it right like literally like any subdivision that you can think of drive through that subdivision and just imagine soon as you go through it <laughs> in the, the smack middle of it is a stadium and every seat in that stadium are good seats even if you're sitting at the top they're very good seats their home their home uh season tickets are sold out for the next 23 years so really, so crazy. It's a really family environment. The community really takes them because it's in the middle of their community. How was Kansas City? Love Kansas City. Kansas City is like a college atmosphere. Uh, that's the type of fans it is. It's more college atmosphere. Um, Kansas City love their barbecue, but they're different. It's not, and that's one thing I used to get in a lot of, I can say arguments, but a lot of, and we used to talk a lot about a lot of conversations about it. Really? The Carolina, Carolina barbecue and Kansas City barbecue. Okay, we are getting somewhere now, yeah, Mister. Those are the biggest, the biggest things when it comes to the barbecue part of it. Uh, Kansas City barbecue is more like brisket, right, brisket, right, that type of stuff, like cookout barbecue. But the Carolina barbecue is more vinegar based, pulled pork, that type of thing. I got to be honest. I love brisket. I love uh, brisket. But. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. But. But. I'm going with the Carolina pulled pork, dog. You got to. You got to. Uh, <laughs> so, listen. We went to. Uh, the reason I asked about Green Bay. Uh, mm-hmm. We went to Milwaukee, of all places. I've been to Milwaukee twice. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, this city's going to suck. Say okay. a lot of pimps in Milwaukee. Okay. <laughs> You're not lying. All right? right. So when we're sitting up in Milwaukee, we went and watched the baseball game, Brewers game. I didn't realize that Chicago was so close to Milwaukee. It's like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's a cleaner bourbon. Mm. Dude, beer, beer everywhere, handing it outside. So wild because I kind of felt like I was in the South mm-hmm. a little bit. But we went to this place. It's a macaroni and cheese place. Obviously, okay. Wisconsin, the cheese. Yep. They came out with this North Carolina pulled pork mac and cheese. And let me tell you something. There, there is nothing on God's green planet that I ever, I've been, there's two reasons why I've been, or two reasons why I've been to Milwaukee. One of them was go get this mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Dog TC was the best thing I ever had. Dang. I'm telling you, bro. That, and guess where the guy was from? Where? North, North Carolina. North Carolina. Uh-huh. There we go. We got the best barbecue. I'm Hands telling down. You, I'm telling you. Hands hey, down. What about food? Like, do you ever go, like, I know this, I'm, we're kind of getting way down to, off topic, but, you know, this is interesting from a former NFL player. Um, you ever be like, hey, man, we're going to, I don't know, we're going to Chicago. I want a deep dish. You know, they like, yep. do y'all talk about that? Like, dude, yep. that's got to be the best part of the gig. It's like, hey, yeah, so of course, when you go to Chicago, uh, you want the deep dish pizza. You want that. When you go to Philly, you're trying to go to uh, go to South Street, get you a Philly cheesesteak. Uh, when you go out anywhere out west, you go out Cali, you're trying to go to uh, what's the burger spot out there? In and out. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> in and out burger, right? So, those, those are the spots, man. And then when you go to Philly, not Philly, but go to Pittsburgh, uh, I think it's the the Big Ben burger or something like that you gotta try. Oh, it's like it's like twelve or fifteen pounds. Yeah, but it got like you got like fries on it. It's something they call it's something it may not be called a Big Ben burger, but it's something that they got they put fries on it, all type of Oh, stuff if it's got it. fries on it, you know Big Ben Big Ben. I mean, he was it a chunky dude, man. Yeah. <laughs> he was a chunky dude, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right, all right, all right. I went down a long rabbit hole on this one, but it's one of those podcasts, man. You have, you have those, like you go down the deep rabbit hole, uh, TC, these are always the best. I mean, you always are going to have that you every week you come with that one hit or quitter, right? The stories like, Oh yeah, man, this app, bro, you gotta keep bringing it. Cause it's just amazing. (laughs) All right. TC. Go ahead, go ahead, so go ahead. Are, are you are you wanting one of my stories or do you actually? Oh, oh no no no! I was just saying. I was you oh, already okay, did it okay. there tonight. You already did it there tonight. The food, going okay. to Atlanta. That that's what I'm saying. You know, but yep. if you do, if you do have a story, I will I will oblige. That I tell you what, we'll save it for the next one. All right, All right. we'll save it for the next. Boo! <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys soon. We're gonna end it out of here. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.